This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me, rejoining me here on this lovely Friday. I'm your host, Lisa McDonald, with my show Carpe Diem at the Contact Talk Radio Network. I am ecstatic to have my friend, our friend, Joey Balato Plata. <laughs> Here with us today, and uh, as I always do before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue, I'm just going to read a little bit about Joey, give you some background on his story, uh, and because, of course, this expands to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial, terrestrial satellites, so I just want to give you a bit of the backdrop here. So Joey is a former American professional soccer league footballer and since 2001, the president and founder of EduKick International Football Academies. Balada currently resides just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Balada created EduKick based on the philosophy that exposure to foreign language, studies, education abroad, other cultures, and international soccer training abroad would accelerate personal growth in young student-athletes around the world. He wanted EduKick to be different, a complete soccer and education package that would have a lasting and positive influence on the youth today and for the future. As a professional soccer fanatic and father, he wanted to create a program that maximized the EduKick youth time abroad, instilling a sense of independence and pride in themselves for having experienced international travel, structured language study, cultural excursions, and professional international soccer training. EduKick is the first and the best, the original and most experienced football, soccer, and education boarding school company now in its 14th year of providing the soccer experience of a lifetime. First started back in 2001, EduKick now has over a decade of experience operating safe, secure, and nurturing academic year soccer schools to international students, footballers from across the globe. With nearly 800 videos posted on YouTube of our eight soccer academy locations around the world, it's there for everyone to click and witness for themselves. EduKick, where football is their life. So, Joey, awesome stuff you're doing. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure, Lisa. And the in, in English, that complicated last name, it's actually pronounced Bellata. Bellata. If, if it's Italian we're speaking, it would be Bilota. But thank Bilota. you. Thank you very much, Lisa, for having me uh, this morning on your show. And on behalf of our CFO, Corey Zimmerman in Chicago, um, who actually co-founded the company uh, way back when with me and uh, in 2001, and our superstar general manager who runs the show here daily, Mr. John Morgan, uh, we really like to, to thank you for the opportunity to, to talk about our, our company that we're very excited about. Well, that's fantastic. And, and let them know that I appreciate that. Um, but as I've mentioned to you, Joey, this show is all about leadership, authenticity, personal development, uh, self-empowerment, you know, empowering others. And so for what you're doing and for what you've brought to the lives of others, I absolutely had to have you on the show to tell the story and the journey. So thank you. My pleasure. Pleasure. One of, one of the favorite words that we use here at, at the Educate office and we've been using since day one. Uh, is is a term called uh, uh, intercultural competence, ICC. And that means a lot to me personally because I believe that through our programs, we're able to, to really foster intercultural competence in young people, which is the ability for somebody to appreciate, to come to learn and know a culture that is not their own. And by the culture and within the culture, you're talking about, first and foremost, the language, which we always provide as an educational pathway in each of our venues around the world. But more than the language, it's also the, the style of football itself, the, the sport, the, the music, the, the cuisine, the food, the people, and the way of life. Uh, so we really believe in intercultural competence, and we think it's one of the, one of the things that, that that benefits um, our participating youth more than anything. That ability for them to learn a culture, 
that is not their own to pick up a second language and to remove move them out of their neighborhood uh, into an environment of, of learning and growth in a culture uh, unknown to them really widens their world. And what we find is that our kids uh, come back after a year or two, two years possibly abroad uh, with an educate venue um, with a wider sense of themselves within this world. They, you take them out of their neighborhood and you, and you have them live abroad uh, for a year. They come back and they start to consider their potential within a much wider universe. So we're beautiful. Intercultural competence is a big, a big thing for us. Absolutely. Well, why don't you explain to myself and our listeners here, Joey, you know, where did the idea, the vision come for this? Because that is huge. I mean, that's taking it to a totally different level. So where, how long did it take for this, not only for you to come upon the idea, but to put it tangibly into fruition? Okay, thank you. It's an excellent question. I mean, I've told the story more than once. It's really somewhat loosely based around my own life experience. I was fortunate enough to, to go to Europe uh, when I was young, to Germany, and it really opened my world. I, on that first trip with the soccer team from California that I took to Germany, I knew at that point that, one, I had to learn a second language, and that, two, I, I, I had, you know, at that point, a strong, strong desire to live in Europe and to try to play football there. So um, after I finished university at St. Mary's College of California on a full-ride playing soccer there, I had a Brazilian agent that sent me straight to Spain for trials in the second division. Uh, and that, that really changed my life. So I was able to stay there um, uh, back and forth, various tryouts at a professional level in second division in Spain. Ended up staying there two and a half years, learning Spanish, um, eventually coming back to play in the old American Professional League for several seasons. And then as I retired, um, much like many at football the first thought was to you know start an academy a camp of some sort but i wanted i wanted to do something a little bit different a little bit more significant and and definitely with a educational basis or or or, or emphasis so what i did is i i started educick after i retired from professional football with the concept of taking kids abroad for soccer camp um, and you know, requiring them to get on an airplane and to land in, in and at the time we started with one summer camp in Spain, but the philosophy was still very clear. It was education first, kick a ball second, educate. So what we did is we started way back when, and uh, we simply had one summer camp venue in Spain, but where the kids would study Spanish for two and a half hours daily, uh, and then train in a professional football environment. So what happened was little by little, through my my contacts in football and and professionally, we were, we were we had the vision to branch out these countries. Um, and then after three or four years of of doing the summer camps and the team tours, and group tours, the revelation hit us um, that what we really needed to design here was an academic year, full year abroad soccer boarding school that provided educational pathways that young people at various ages could choose from to continue their education while training in a professional football environment. So we quickly expanded to around the globe with the concept of the year-long academic year of soccer boarding school. And now we're very proud to say that we now have them in eight venues around the world, including five in Europe, Manchester, England, Madrid, Spain, Con France, Hennef, Germany, Perugia, Italy, uh, in Mexico and Puerto Vallarta, Belo Horizonte in Brazil, and then our latest that we're very excited about, our first North American venue located just outside St. Louis in the United States of America. Fantastic, Joey. So can you explain for us, what is the recruitment process? What is the requirements? What's the criteria? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people, for all the people who are very passionate about soccer, for those who have the dream and the goal of making it to the top of their game, you know, how, how do you scout these people out? Do they come to you? Do you have your eye on certain people? What's the process for that? Okay, that's an excellent question, too. We are essentially a web-based company. We have, we are the owners of socceracademies.com, footballacademies.com, internationalfootballacademies.com, et cetera. 
We have several websites that all have live chat and email capture that explain in detail the eight venues that we have around the world, the educational pathways provided, the safety, security, and the rest of the services that are in place. Um, so the people um, find us on the Internet via the social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc., and, and, and the inquiries start there. Essentially, the qualifications uh, depend. Uh, we have minimum and maximum ages, depending on student visa regulations uh, in each of the particular eight venues. So the parameters of ages uh, are dictated pretty much by student visas requirements. Um, but essentially, we're looking for full-time, dedicated footballers that essentially have the dream to either play professionally or to develop their football to the next level. Possibly for many of our, our players, it's to possibly play in university, etc. Um, most of the players all have the wide-eyed dream of playing professional football, but we're very uh, realistic and frank with our, our, our players and their parents at the point of registration about the difficulty around um, actually making it and signing a professional contract and making a living at football. And that's why we feel so strongly that the educational element of the EduKick venues of the EduKick board, soccer boarding schools are so uh, are imperative, are fundamental, really. So essentially, a, a kid needs to be within the, the the age range of the particular country that he's uh, interested in attending, and he needs to be a serious footballer. And it's very important that um, they're dedicated to their football because. Once they arrive at the venue in Europe, Brazil, Mexico, or St. Louis, they quickly come to find out that they're surrounded by um, like-minded people that are very, very intent about the, and concerted about their effort to become better footballers. So the environment is quite competitive, uh, very serious. So if a, if a young player arrives and he just sort of half has the dream he may not fit in because the the daily regimen is very intense. They train mm-hmm. daily for hours. Uh, they follow strength and conditioning regimens. And so kids really need to have that there to want to improve as a footballer. That, that's the key element that we're looking for during the interview process, which is typically held over Skype or on the phone, both with the player and the parents. Our general manager, John Morgan, will do an in-depth the, the telephone Skype interviews with the families to ascertain one that the kid's playing regularly, that he has that aspiration to move to the next level, and that he has really the right attitude to attend to attend a boarding school such as this. Because again, if you're not fully into it, it's probably not the program for you because of the intensity associated with the daily training. Fantastic. And so, what I'm also very interested to learn from you, Joey, is. You know, obviously skill set is what brings people to the table to even have the initial interview. Very clear. You know, there's a passion for soccer. There's a skill set. Uh, I imagine there's some financial, you know, infrastructure that would allow people to partake in this academy if selected. But what I'm really interested to from your standpoint, based on you being a leader and you, you know, knowing what it is that you're assessing out and looking for, for all the different people who have been accepted into these academies, what do you find as the defining or the star quality characteristic outside of skill set and the desire to make it big for the dream of playing soccer professionally? What, what with all the people who have come before you to be trained, do you see as being the key quality, the ingredient that really puts somebody ahead of the others? Without exception, my answer is for sure their attitude. Mm-hmm. Their attitude. We get a young player arrive at one of our venues with the right attitude to improve, with the right attitude to acquire a second language, with the right attitude to be coachable, to be a, a, a cooperative peer within the, the boarding school environment. Um, these are the kids that without fail flourish. Mm-hmm. Now, to the extent that they arrive at some level that, like many of our kids over the last 15 years have been, we've got, you know, good 15, 17 stories of kids that have landed some level of professional football. Um, a couple stories that are quite, you know, impressive. But that aside, there's many other kids that have excelled 
because of their attitude, they've taken on the experience with the right attitude and they were able to absorb every bit of information, knowledge, and training uh, throughout that academic year to make them mature as a person, as an athlete, and, and, and change as a human being. So we really do talk a lot about attitude. We feel it's important. And I, if I had to, to, to say in one word what the key ingredient would be to success at an educate venue, it's, it's definitely coming with the right attitude and the willingness to, to learn on all levels. Fantastic. And so, you know, so maybe this is a little bit naive on my part, so correct me um, if need be. But I would think given the structure of your program, given the mentoring, the quality of the mentoring and the leadership, you know, for anybody who may have come in with maybe some preconceived notions or not fully grasped to the degree that they would need to be on board at an attitudinal level, does that do you not see an automatic shift just as a result of being in that environment with those people? We do, we do, we do. We we hope for that, and we and you know, let's be fair that in in a football academy of, of twenty to thirty kids, you're going to have various personalities and various attitudes of kids coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you do raise a good point because one of the things that we're very very proud of at Educick, and, and we've always been proud of, is our the degree of mentorship and safety, security, and supervision, and 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 just really the uh, the ability of of our staff to, uh, to empathize with our students, many of which are are living abroad, away from home for the first time in, in their lives. Um, I feel really proud, and we talk about it on a regular basis that we need to create, and we do create in each of the venues through our staff on the ground there, an environment that's conducive to learning. So. An environment that's conducive to learning is a, a safe environment, a comfortable environment where the kid or the young player feels um, um, safe enough to approach any of our staff, teachers, or coaches with any issues uh, that they may or may not have, questions regarding their development, either in the classroom or on the pitch. Um, so we really do believe that our staff um, – act as excellent role models and mentors and we're very very keen to create an atmosphere in each of the venues where where the players feel at home they feel part of the educate family something we talk about a lot because just as as with your family at home you need a safe uh nurture environment to flourish in uh, and we really believe that we strive to create that atmosphere in each each of the eight venues around the world at educate Absolutely. Fantastic. And so, you know, you don't have to necessarily provide any names unless you choose to, but do you have one particular person, one student who you have been responsible for mentoring from the beginning, day one, to the last day of the year, and an aha moment or an epiphany where you thought, oh, my goodness, everything that we strive to do, our mission statement, everything is so indicative of where this person stands today. They got it. They sponged it up. They've applied it. Um, and whether it was a result of them being one of, I believe you said, the 17 people that actually got signed or if it was somebody who left the academy but went on to do something else very impressive and amazing in their life. Do you have a story about a particular student where you as a mentor thought, oh, my God, I've really done my job and I've done it well here? Let me give you I mean, two stories briefly that are opposite sides of the spectrum perhaps. It was, you know, one of our most famous ex-alumni of Educate is David Davide Soma, who is a born South African that grew up in Florida uh, literally came to Educate Madrid uh, uh, years and years ago, you know, stating he wanted to play pro soccer. He was looking for an opportunity. He came with a very good attitude. Uh, right away, we could see his skill set. And after a period of time with us, we made a big effort to move him along uh, to our partners in Perugia, Italy, where he signed his first contract. He ended up moving to, to moving to England and signing for Leeds United, having. Uh, a very excellent uh, but short career. He unfortunately ended up hurt, hurting his knee. But during that short and excellent career, he actually got selected to play for his his native South Africa. Uh, scored a goal for South Africa was um, and did really well in his time in England. So this is one of you know stories of a kid who made it big and is quite a uh, well known ex professional soccer player today. Um, another story that 
is equally as special to me is one of our kids uh, um, from India that did the program, I believe, in um, in England and, and went back at, to his native city, I believe, in Mumbai, in, India, and started a soccer academy of his wow. own. Wow. Wow. Now, this is a this is a player that, uh, to be fair, wasn't a Davide Soma. He wasn't going to move on and play professional football. But he came to our venue uh, in Europe with the right attitude, learned, improved, studied the infrastructure of what we were doing at the academy, was able to go home and very entrepreneurially um, build something in his home city, you know, in a country that is uh, India, that is uh, in desperate need of quality football programs uh, because they have a lot of passion uh, in that country for football as they do around the world. But they're lacking infrastructure. So we at Educate are really, really proud of him and his efforts back in India. And we have a good example of how an Educate alumni uh, can excel and not necessarily in professional football, but taking their experience abroad at Educate and implementing it back home in either an entrepreneurial or mentorship way that, that, that continues to, to help his uh, young players in his community. What a wonderful story. Beautiful. And do you have alumni reunions? Do you end up seeing these people who have gone on to get married, have children, you know, see the different aspects of their life unfold and to the degree that that's everything they've learned from your academy has been incorporated into their beautiful life that they've now then created and perpetuated? That's a great question, Lisa. And, you know, what's interesting about Educate, as an example, last year I think we had about 30 31 players in our Manchester venue, uh, Manchester and Madrid being our biggest uh, soccer school venues uh, of the eight. And, and of those 31 kids, I, I believe in, 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 that they came from 22 different countries. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the multi-ethnicity of any particular venue of Educate is impressive. It's, uh, it's actually one of the other benefits that the kids receive is that their, their fellow academy mates are coming from around the world and they learn a lot from each other. So, but for that reason, uh, the ability for us to do reunions and to have people flying from around the world is very difficult. But I believe that's what Facebook is all about. Absolutely. And, uh, it, and certainly it just it warms my heart the way that I remain friends on Facebook with all the educate kids that we've had over the last 15 years. Uh, many of them grown adults, even some of them with to their own tr- children now. Um and it's just a really good feeling whenever they reach out to me or their their birthday, and I'm with a happy birthday on behalf of the Educate family. It's always nice to get the response. It's a hard, it's a uh, it's a lifetime uh, membership to the Educate family when a player does any any program with us, whether it's long term or short term, team tour or otherwise. Uh, mm-hmm. Once they they visit an Educate. Uh, Venue, they do get adopted into our Educate family, and we do stay in touch. and And, and for me personally, as the founder, it's uh, it's one of the greatest uh, greatest things that 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 feelings that I really get from my work. Fantastic. And so, is Educate old enough? And the students that you've previously taught um, are they old enough that you would start to see now second generation family members coming in as students? No, not second generation in that regard, right? But what we're seeing a lot of are younger siblings. And that's another really uh, flattering phenomenon for us because what we have, um, we take up, our favorite word here at the company is is integrity. Mm -hmm. We're all about delivering exactly what we'd say we would deliver and, and, and hopefully a little bit more. And, and I think that when you speak to, uh, clients, parents of, of, of young footballers that have been with us, they, they're impressed by the level of communication, professionalism, particularly on the front line with our general manager, John Morgan, the communication reporting that comes out of the venues, the updates on, on Facebook fan pages, all the dedicated websites that we have, the ability for our parents to follow along while their kids abroad is second to none. We're very proud of that. And we think that the, for that reason, we do get parents coming back to us. Uh, a proven source of football and education rather than looking at, you know, one of our newly found competitors that you can find out there these days. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we get a sibling, a younger sibling coming through, it's always a good feeling for us because we know that those parents 
uh, trust and believe in Educate. So that that happens quite a bit. And in fact, we just had a kid uh, sign up right now who uh, whose older sibling was with us five or six years ago. Wow! So that happens on a on a semi regular basis. Well, that's all the testimonial you need, right? Well, it is. I mean, but testimonials are key because, again, being web based, uh, we do rely heavily on on our parents for references and test. And and what we do is we send out to anybody that's interested because it's a big decision to make, Lisa, to send your kid abroad for an academic year. Um, it's it's a big fin- financial commitment as well. And we fully expect our parents to have several several discussions on the phone with John Morgan, our general manager, again. Uh, but also to not just take it from us to and not just review the videos of which we have more than anyone out there in the industry. We've, you mentioned in, in your opening dialogue that we have almost a thousand videos on YouTube. Um, uh, we do provide the media that allow people to peek in via photos and videos on the current um, academic class. But we didn't, at the end, we encourage parents to talk to other parents. So we systematically send out references of, of current parents, of parents from last season, two seasons ago, so that one mom or dad can talk to another mom and dad and say, listen, tell me about your experience with this company. And, and that's done without any of our knowledge. We simply give them the email and the phone numbers, and they talk amongst themselves, and inevitably the new client will come back and register. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so being a leader – being a visionary yourself, um, you know, for for who you are and how you have mapped out this journey for yourself, um, you know, when you have those key ingredients, when that is a part of your DNA, you know, you're forever thinking of how to expand upon or extrapolate things that are already in existence that have proven to show success. So as a businessman and as somebody who's very passionate about what he's doing, uh is there another phase of how to expand upon EduKick? Is there going to be a sister brother company or is there any other element uh, that you're looking to hone to maximize this opportunity for people? Well, it's a, another excellent question, Lisa. As we look forward, uh, we see one of the uh, difficulties that we have both, uh, well, most emotionally really is the fact that on a daily basis, we receive hundreds and hundreds of emails from players that simply cannot afford our, our, our programs. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping a young footballer broad for nine to ten months, feeding them, ensuring them, training them, educating them, mentoring them, supervising them, transporting them uh, is uh, expensive. And, and unfortunately, we have... Uh, a lot of people around the world that reach out to us on a daily basis that are very excited about what we do and what we offer and simply cannot afford it. Mm-hmm. This tugs at our hearts. And, uh, excuse me. And, um, and really one of the things that I think I've underachieved at over the years and one of the things that, that we are concentrating on for the future is to uh, make more of an effort in the corporate world to find um, – uh, more corporate sponsorship to try to allow us to offer scholarships to players that can play and that have that attitude we spoke of earlier, but but unfortunately do not have the the financial means to pay. So mm-hmm. if I if I if I were honest, um, right now uh, in our two to three year plan, we're looking at trying to expand corporately to find corporations that are interested out there that would like to sponsor a player from uh, around the world with the right attitude that comes in um, that is chosen based on an essay written in his resume and background um, to sponsor, to allow not just the people that can afford it to attend an educate venue, but but to also start to allow people in on scholarships that, that have the right attitude and can play, but again, unfortunately may not have the socioeconomic background to pay for the program. So we're kind of looking in that direction, and there's always – uh, more work to be done. Uh, it's a full-time job in and of itself to drum up that sort of sponsorship, but it's certainly something that we're we're looking at right now. Wonderful. And are you finding that there is uh, some receptivity at this point, even if you're at kind of the uh, yeah. the beginning of this part of the aspect of where you want to take it to get people on board to provide scholarships, sponsorships, all of this? Are you finding that there's some receptivity? Well, there is, and, 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 and there is, and we're excited about the potential because 
we've done an excellent job. I don't say so myself over the last 15 years of international branding. We are pretty well known. We've <laughs> got a large, large 280,000 followers on Facebook fan page. We've been um, in our industry. Nobody's been uh, on the Internet with the presence that we've had um, for 15 years. Um, we are the leaders in soccer boarding schools. We do have some competitors out there now, but they're all single venue. There's no, nobody else in the world that offers um, options around the planet for venue for soccer boarding school, year-long academic uh, soccer academies like we do. So we believe that our reach is substantial through our websites that we have. We're, again, we're the, the owners of SoccerAcademies.com, FootballAcademies.com, and 15 other websites. Wow. We do, we do reach, you know, thousands and thousands of people on a daily basis. And we do, we, we believe that there are corporations out there that would like to, um, associate their name and their brand with something as wholesome as what Educate represents, which is education and, and, and professional soccer training. But much more than that, it's an experience abroad. It's the intercultural competence we talked about. It's about yep. taking a young person and helping them mature along the way through football okay. and education. Fantastic. And so, Joey, I'd be interested to know who have been some of your mentors along the way. Who have you really sponged up that's uh, really helped infuse your passion into your career, which thus has trickled down to all the students that you've been responsible for, for molding and shaping? That's a good question, and uh, may rest in peace. He just passed away a couple weeks ago, my high school and club coach when I was a child back in Sacramento, California. Coach Chet Grant. Uh, Chet Grant was a very influential mentor, both in football and and, and in terms of my development as a young adult, back uh, from 13 to when I went left to St. Mary's College. Chet Grant dedicated his life to coaching soccer. Uh, he was our coach that took us to Germany when we were 17, and I told you changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chet was my earliest influence um, in soccer. I always jokingly said he was the one that taught me how to make that really sharp near post run. And I ended up making a living on that near post run. But he taught me a lot more. He, he taught me a lot more than making a near post run. He taught me how to be a man. And outside of my own family, he was probably the most uh, instrumental uh, person in my life in terms of football and uh, and again being that mentor. Uh, that you could look up to, to, to say, hey, you know, that's a type of person, a type of doll that I'd like to grow into and, and become somebody that, that turns back again and looks at, to help young people, uh, especially through the game that we love, the beautiful game of soccer. So I'd have to say Chet Grant, my high school coach and my youth coach growing up in Sacramento, California. Lovely. And sorry for your loss there, Joey. Thank you very much. Yeah. And so... You know, when you look at soccer as a sport in and of itself, you know, is there much, I mean, you would know the answer to this, obviously, which is why I have you on, but, um, you know, is there much in itself that can change for the game itself, or is it other aspects of the game on the peripheral that can continually always be improved upon and enhanced, whether it be the, poli- the political sphere or, um, you know, the growing passion worldwide, internationally, at the level that you've achieved to to get it to um, but is there anything about the game itself that has the capacity to be improved upon or is the game always going to be simply the game well no i mean i think you're you've touched on something here but for me what comes to mind is the developing nations um we've been uh, uh, our general manager again john morgan's been in continual discussions with our new partners in china for example we'll be heading over to china on four different occasions because now they have a government mandate to improve the gra- football at the grassroots level. So we've been uh, dealing with one of the provinces in the South Central China uh, in regard to um, uh, consulting them. We'll be bringing our coaches over from Spain and Manchester, England to do a series of uh, clinics, uh, visit a series of schools in each of the four visits. So, I mean, that's one example I mentioned earlier about India. I think that what's beautiful about our beautiful game, the game of football, soccer, is that it's for everyone. It's loved by all around the world. And for me, you see the trickle-down effect of that when you see 
the the student body makeup of our of our bigger venues in Madrid and and Manchester, where you're seeing kids from around the planet attending Educate soccer school. So I'm very excited about the development uh, worldwide. I've always been very proud as an American footballer. I was one of the first Americans that we can research and find out that went over to Spain to try to even play professionally. It was sort of unheard of when I did it. And I'm very proud of, of <clears throat> playing in the old leagues before the MLS because we consider ourselves, you know, pioneers that, you know, had played in some, in some pretty bad leagues prior to the MLS. It came, come around and proven to be here, here to stay in a very, Substantial, significant league now in in the world, attracting uh, big big stars. So I've seen America, I've seen my country, the United States, really come along over the decades. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'm very proud of that. And now I'm also very excited to see you know things happening in China, things happening in different parts of Asia, the 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 whole movement in India, um, um, uh, the islands, the Caribbean islands. I mean, everywhere you look, you see football. On the move, you see, mm-hmm. it's invigorated with the love and passion of soccer. And you know, FIFA does us a great favor every four years by, you know, drumming up the you know, and the excitement by hosting another World Cup. And what we recognize is that with each four year, with each World Cup that comes every four years, there's more and more involvement worldwide. Um, and that's just, you know, it's great news for us. We're We'd be happier about the growth of the of football and, the, and to be working and to be in the industry of football um, is something that we're very grateful for. I know I can speak for John Morgan and myself. We work side by side every day. We still play soccer in the old beer leagues here in Ontario. We have a passion for the game that's unmatched. And when we see that passion with the people around the world, especially in some of these developing nations, uh, uh, in terms of the football, it, it brings us a lot of satisfaction, and it's good news for our company, I think, uh, um, long-term. Excellent. Excellent all around. And so what I would also be interested to know, Joey, is, you know, when you compare soccer, uh, the game of soccer compared to the game of hockey, like in terms of the things that get revisited, you know, with hockey, obviously they talk about, you know, uh, at one point there was no helmets then you you know you upgrade to looking at the safety aspect you you look at all the concussions you look at how you know you've got players who have big contracts who are off because of injuries who are getting paid but they're not doing you know their play time you know is is soccer is there much more to improve upon when you compare it to noticeably another sport where things could be made more safer or things could be made more fair um or is soccer just ultimately a more clean game where there's less to do on that front well no i mean listen you know i think that we're ever evolving there's things like goal line, goal line technology that's happening now of course you've heard the news of, of fifa and everything's happening back in uh, switzerland in terms of trying to uh, shake up the leadership of the you know governing body of football where there's been a lot of corruption in the past so there's a lot of uh, good things happening to the game of football from the from from the top to the bottom uh, FIFA recently paying uh, close attention to the phenomena of, uh, of head injuries and concussions is now making recommendations for uh, kids, I believe, under 11 to, to not head the ball. So I, I think that there's a lot of, of uh, um, uh, evol- evolving uh, things out there. I, I think things like goal line technology for major tournaments is something that, that I agree with. I'm especially excited, as I mentioned, to see the 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 governing body getting their act together um uh, firing and michelle platini and 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 blatter is a uh, is is really good news for a lot of us around the world because we want to see football at its purest and at its cleanest uh and then that trickles down and then you know the decisions that they make in terms of youth and concussions and and um, technology uh, all really starts from the top so you know getting the top right and having these elected officials there for the right reason and uh, to the elimination of bribes for countries getting World Cups is a good place to start. And I do see that trickling all the way down to youth soccer to some extent. So I'm excited for the game. I think we're moving in the right direction in general. And as it grows around the planet, as we discussed earlier, I think I think every it, it's certain the future is very bright for the game of football. Fantastic. 
And so another aspect that I think, you know, human nature, people get curious by this is, you know, maybe you could speak a little bit more to the mentality of what's going on with some of the fans at, say, a football match in Manchester. And people are just going absolutely crazy on the fields. And what is that all about? (laughs) It's called passion. Lisa, it's called passion. If there's one thing that us footballers are, it's passionate. We're passionate, and we make no apologies for for that passion. Um, it manifests itself very nicely on on match day, and I've been there several times in Manchester. As you make your approach to the stadium, maybe with a stop or two in one of the two of the local supporter uh, uh, pubs, and you make your way to the stadium, uh, you're surrounded by seventy five thousand like minded people that are full of passion. It doesn't matter what team you're rooting for; they're all there. They're all passionate and. It's really my favorite pastime. You ask me what I'm going to do when I retire. I'm going to be an old man at European soccer games, enjoying enjoying myself at the match, and then looking for a nice dinner and a glass of wine afterwards. It's a, it's a life it's a lifestyle that we all share. It's a passion for the beautiful game of football, and mm-hmm. and nowhere is it at its is it bigger than when you're at the match in the stadium at the Santiago Bernabeu in Madrid at Manchester, uh, Man City anywhere in Europe really or, or North America any, and even here in Toronto watching TFC and Giovinco and the boys go at it You, the, the, the commonality is there. These are people that love football and are extremely passionate about it so it's exciting. It's even exciting for people who don't even know football to bring them along to a football match. Uh you don't hate, even have to know anything about soccer. Bring them to a, a, a game. Let them feel that electricity and that passion of the, of the fans, and there's no way they can't respect that. Lovely. Lovely. And so what was your first international football match that you saw? The first time you walked into one of those stadiums, the first time you took your seat, the first time you heard the whistle blow, what was that first game? Who was playing? What was the score? What was the energy for you? What were you feeling? Well, I was really lucky. I've been sort of blessed with a lot of good contacts and what have you. And when I was in Spain, um, in Madrid, preparing for a tryout with Jerez de la Frontera in the south of Spain, second division team, uh, one of my one of my contacts was able to get me to train with Real Madrid second team, Castilla. And uh, I trained with them for about 26 days. And while I was training with them, I, I attended a Real Madrid game. So it was my first uh, match at the Santiago, Santiago Bernabeu. Uh, that was back in the, the 80s when Hugo Sanchez, the great Mexican star, was scoring goals and bicycle kicks for Real Madrid. And, and I remember watching that first game and, uh, again, with 75,000 screaming Spaniards at the Santiago, uh, <laughs> I think to say my life changed forever. I bet. I bet. And so outside of football, and I know this is because of the, to the degree that you're passionate and this is uh, – pretty much all life encompassing for you for the most part. But outside of that, who are you? How would you, you know, how would you be characterized? What else, what else fuels your fire? Maybe not to the same level or degree as football, but who else are you? What are your other interests? How do you live your life outside of football? Uh, That's an excellent question. I'm, I'm a father. I've got two beautiful girls, 17 and um, my little one about to turn 12 next month. So, I mean, I'm a father. I'm dedicated to my daughters. They both play soccer. Uh, the older one is off to university next year where she's going to be wow. uh, The younger one's here involved locally with Oakville Soccer Club um, where we where we live in a, a suburb outside of Toronto. And uh, I'm a dad, first and foremost. When I leave the office, it's my highest priority. I'm also um, very passionate about my chinks and uh, my, my own soccer still. I mean, I know it's soccer-based, but it's also a social club. Uh, through my recreation, old man soccer league, I've got most of my friends here in Canada. Um, and they've really been an excellent, um, just, uh, support the friendship, uh, group for me. And, and so, you know, again, you know, and outside of work, it's all about my kids and, uh, and I enjoy, uh, the socialness around my recreational soccer that I'm still playing even at 51 years old. Lovely. And your girls are beautiful. And it's very clear to the degree that you're a dedicated, devoted father, you know, with, uh, you can just tell, you can tell within the pictures, the love and the warmth that you have towards them and uh, what they mean to you. So good job. Good job parenting. Thank you very much. That means a lot. And hopefully 
we're providing, you know, so, sort of that same sort of love to, to our educate kids when they arrive at one of our venues around the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I was really, um, I was really pleased to have met you not that long ago for the first time, um, as a result of our mutual friend, John Gibson, who I also had on radio and you had shared with me that you had listened to the podcast and tuned into the show. And, uh, so when Gibby celebrated his birthday and we met there, I knew I was going to have you on the show, but I, I'd like to hear what is your connection to Uncle Gibby? Well, Gibby has been a, a longtime coach of mine since I came here and began playing, you know, as a, as a, as a retired player uh, recreationally uh, for the classics. He's a, he's also a dear friend. Uh, mm-hmm. of both myself and uh, and educate GM John Morgan. And we have a lot of respect for Gibby. We've known him for years. We went to his wedding. Uh, we're at his birthday party. We're always there for that for him. And, in fact, we've recently uh, just gone into business together. Um, Yay! Uh, we're, we started a corporation called universitysearch.ca, essentially software to help families that are seeking uh, to find an appropriate university in the U.S. and or Canada for their athletes athlete the uh, university search it's pretty exciting we're excited about it because it allows families to uh, actually put in their GPA and SAT scores of their of their of their student child and it'll populate what schools they qualify for but also more importantly um, has all the information on all 23 scholarship sports so kids are able to dig through the system um, and actually depending on what sport they play and actually figure out how many scholarships are avail- available at any particular school they may qualify for and, and through our system and through our wizard, create a resume and cover letter and then send it off to their admissions of the schools they qualify for and also the coach of the sport that they're interested in for scholarship consideration. So we're really excited, Gibby, Johnny, Morgan, and myself about this new venture, University Search Incorporated, un- universitysearch.ca. So that's going to keep me and Gibby connected for the next decade at least. <laughs> So I guess my next obvious question is, do you ever sleep? <laughs> I have problems sleeping sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to turn it off. But but yeah. uh, but to be honest, you know what, I, uh, Lisa, in all honesty, I'm a very lucky man. I feel mm-hmm. very, very fortunate um, to be uh, with the company that, that we operate. I've been very fortunate with our, our general manager, John Morgan, who's been with us for 10 years. He's really been helping me, you know, day in and day out here in the trenches. Uh, directing uh, the ship and and are really really instrumental in the the evolution of Educate over the last decade. And I'm feeling really fortunate for my family and my my beautiful children and and all my friends uh, here in Canada and around the world, including including Gibby and and all my teammates. So I I feel blessed. So you know, for me, you know, if I can't if I have a few uh, sleepless nights, I just try and keep thinking about how lucky I am. Lovely, love that. And so what would your legacy be that you choose to leave behind, Joey? How do you want to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered as a father and um, a good friend. And, um, you know, I'm together with Corey and, and John Morgan, a, a person responsible for for a company that changed people's lives. And, uh, you know, if I, if I can do it in that order, you know, good father, good friend, and a person that successfully uh, operated a company that changed young people's lives around the world, I'd be, um, I'd be very pleased. Well, I think you've already aspired to do that, and I think that's beautiful when you see people embody what's important to them and do it while they're alive. You know, not looking back upon their situations and circumstances. Maybe things didn't always go according to plan, and living with the regret of the would have, should have, could have. And so, for people like you who are Spitfires who are dedicated, who are hungry, who remain true to the cause, the passion, the, the you know, the sport that uh, has totally transformed your life, invigorated you, and what that in turn has done for the other people you've mentored. I say you've already fulfilled your legacy, Joey. I think it's awesome. I think that's a very nice thing to say, Lisa. Thank you very much for those kind words. Well, it's very true. I mean, thank you. I mean, I, I, I'm always so grateful and appreciative to see people such as yourself who are bright lights, who are really infusing their passion into this world and, uh, really sharing their gifts and, and, you know, just, just wanting people to live the happiest life possible. You're clearly demonstrating that. You clearly believe in that. And, uh, as a result, you fostered, you know, two well-rounded, beautiful children who, as you say, are number one in your life and, just amazing. I think it's great what you've accomplished with your life, Joey. You should be very proud. 
That's very nice of you. I'd just like to say that, you know, we have this saying here at the office, John and I, that the seed never falls far from the tree. And we, we tend to get to know our parents through the registration process really, really well. Uh, and then their kid lands at one of our venues. And then next to their parents, nobody gets to know that child better than we do. Um, wow. So in my case, I've been very lucky to have an excellent mother that, that really went above and beyond in, in terms of her and, and her nurturing of me. Uh, as a child and her support of my football when I had no money and getting me to Europe back and forth. And so, uh, any, any, any way that I may have rubbed, rubbed off on, uh, or my children are a result of me. I'm certainly a result of Pat Hunt back in Sacramento. So mama, I love you and thanks for all. Aww. Absolutely beautiful. And so Joey, can you remind people again? I know you've got like a gazillion websites, but where would you most uh, encourage people to connect with you? Okay, the mothership, of course, is educik.com, e-d-u-k-i-c-k.com, and and please befriend us on Facebook at Educik Soccer Academies. Other websites that you can find our information on include footballacademies.com. SoccerAcademies.com, InternationalFootballAcademies.com, and several others. SoccerAcademies.com, FootballAcademies.com, InternationalFootballAcademy.com, and Educate.com, probably our four or five most popular websites. Wonderful. Fantastic, Joy. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, clearly, for everything you've shared, you're an off-the-hook busy person. Uh, so for taking the time aside to share your passion with us, uh, to educate us on what it is that you do and where people can get connected, uh, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, I think the greatest gift that we can give people is our time, so you've been very generous with us here today, so I want to thank you. And for my listening audience, I want to say thank you once again for tuning into my show, Carpe Diem. Again, I'm your host, Lisa McDonald. I go live every Friday. If you wish to be a guest on my show or if you want to put forward any show topic ideas, you can kindly reach me at lisamcdonaldauthor.com or lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. So, Joey, I want to say have a wonderful, fantastic day. Love to your family. Love to Uncle Gibby. And... Um, Maybe we have on the show when there's new updates, okay? Okay, thank you. And to everyone out there listening, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football this weekend. Yay! Take care, Joey. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful day. Love and gratitude. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.